Well, praise the Lord, guys. Now we know Richard's schedule. <laughs> we got. We better get started. Anyway, uh, uh, we're glad that you folks are here. We're all here to worship the Lord. What a blessing it is. Why don't we pray before we get started? And Father God, we do want to thank you, Lord. And I want to echo the, the prayers uh, that were prayed earlier, Lord, for the safety of our Hawaiian islands, Lord. And we thank you, Father. We praise you for your great love, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that we can find shelter under the... the, the uh, the shadow of your wings, Lord. And we pray, Lord God, that many would be calling out to you, Lord, not trusting in uh, man-made structures or caves or whatever it might be, Lord, but that we come under the shelter of the wings of the God Most High, Lord. And all things, Lord, that we encounter, all of us going through various things and circumstances, Lord, may we not trust in ourselves or trust in others, Lord, or as some trust in their wealth and their possession, Lord. We want to be uh, trusting in you, Lord, and we thank you that we can gather this morning. We thank you that we can come and lift our hearts and our minds, our voices up to you, Lord, and we thank you for the joy and the privilege it is, Lord. Even as the rain uh, stops uh, for, for now, Lord God, we know that you rain down from heaven your righteousness, Lord, and as the rain comes down, we pray that your righteousness might go forth with, uh, uh, without... Uh, a returning to you without accomplishing your plans and your purposes within the hearts and lives of many, Lord. And even as the, the, the ground is dry and thirsty, Lord, we have many hearts out there dry and thirsty and hurting without uh, that living water that brings life. Uh, so we do pray, Lord, that you might pour out richly your spirit into our islands, Lord, and throughout this, this uh, land, Lord, even as we know that Parts of the U.S. are going through times of difficult and uh, trying weather occurrences too, Lord, up and down the eastern seaboard in the Gulf Coast uh, and the Gulf states and, uh, uh, Lord, throughout the heartland of America, Lord, uh, I think uh, weather conditions are rife for the, uh, the generations of tornadoes and so on, Lord. So we do pray, Lord, that people might be crying out to you, Lord, and seeking you and seeking your shelter and your comfort in times of trial and tribulation. We pray you bless us as we continue to worship you now through the study of your word, Father God. And uh, uh, we, we do not in uh, uh, as a last thought, Lord, but we do pray for uh, the safety and the healing of the many who have been afflicted with this COVID uh, virus, Lord, that uh, seems to be pretty virulent, Lord, and uh, spreading not only throughout our state, but throughout our nation, Lord. and. Many uh, good people, Christian and non-Christian alike, Lord, being susceptible uh, to this virus. So, Lord, we do pray, Lord, your touch. And we pray especially for uh, the people of our family, the, the body of Christ, Lord, uh, during this time, that they might find shelter under the, the covering of your wings, Lord, in all their occurrences that take place. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Amen. And amen. Hey guys, uh, just uh, just in uh, retrospect, we didn't even do the announcements, but I just wanted to give a shout out to the Lord. Uh, the River of Life Mission Report, man, we're so blessed because God is always so faithful. We were able to serve 250 guests this past Tuesday night, and just uh, was a lot of good kind of grinds, man, a lot of ono kind grinds, guys. And due to the COVID uh, restrictions, though, we're not able to do the service like we usually do. But takeouts were made available as the staff and volunteer assembled 
plates and poured cups of cold drinks. And uh, it was really good because our, our, uh, our staff oversight was so good because they just had everybody in the right place. And the, the plates were assembled with, you know, real speed and efficiency. Even one of the young guys who came out and joined us, he was so amazed. Like, you guys do this every night, you know? And, and I think that uh, uh, he was blessed because, you know, he was pressed and uh, a br a breaking bread and uh, 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 serving up uh, cookies and dessert on the plate. You know, he was like the last stop. And, uh, uh, you know, it was a rush, but it was a good kind of a rush. It was good to serve and uh, good to see the people just uh, coming and grabbing that good food so you know uh, we, we praise God uh, and we thank you for your continued prayer and support in the ministry over the years we've had opportunity to support the river and other uh, uh, ministries like U-Turn for Christ and you know be a blessing to some of our sister churches overseas uh, and even reaching out into the community those needing help so again it's because of the the faithfulness of God working in and through our church family as uh, 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 he brings in uh, uh, that support. So great things uh, going on. Uh, included in your, uh, your, uh, your bulletin today is the August Bible reading calendar. Try and keep up with that. It's uh, always a great time, a great opportunity. Uh, also included is the August 2020 God Squad, guys. And it's a good thing as we... Uh, uh, we have a little devotion and a, a, a prayer reminder list and a great time. Uh, if you'd like to get involved with that, you can see either Ram or Tamiko. You sign up for a prayer partner, and that's a good thing because uh, we need to and we ought to be praying for one another. But uh, throughout the month, we get to pray uh, for one particular person that uh, God has kind of focused on uh, for us. So uh, sign up for that. Always a great ministry, guys. Uh, you know, I've entitled this morning's message as uh, Peter's introduction, but that's really a misnomer. It's not Peter's introduction today. As we continue in the introduction to Peter, again, you know, this is what my notes say. Uh, it would be neglectful, neglectful for us to ignore all that goes on around us today. You know, the very things. From last week on, we, re, uh, we recall in tense, uh, tense few minutes as we uh, awaited news of a tsunami or no tsunami as word of a 7.8 magnitude earthquake came down from Alaska. You know, and how quick it is that we know and it's a great thing because uh, if we did have a tsunami, we'd like to have a little bit of a heads up on that, but uh, we dodged a bullet on that. But this week, again, uh, you know, as, as was mentioned earlier, it's a double, it's a triple or even a quadruple whammy as now the hurricane uh, Douglas bears down upon us. Uh, you know, if you, if you look at the, the, this uh, cone of uncertainty, it's become more certainty that, the, the, um, that we're in the, you know, right in the almost direct path of this very powerful, very big storm. And uh, uh, not only this hurricane, but COVID cases rise to levels that we have not seen before here in the islands. And I know that it's, it's due to a lot of testing and, and so on and so forth, but uh, uh, you know, I think that there's less social uh, isolation now. People are gathering and getting together and they're, they're loving on each other and hugging each other and this and that and they can't wait because, you know, they were have, having isolation fever and all this. But now, you know, unrest is the teachers, the students, the unions all have varying ideas and opinions for school or not for school. 
And it's a difficult time because you can see both sides of the flip of the coin and we feel sad for the, uh, the, the, the students uh, not being able to go and fill their eager minds with a lot of good stuff. And uh, yet we can uh, empathize with those that have worries over health and concerns. But not only that, the financial woes uh, 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 increase as people await unemployment benefits, you always see that one poor guy on the news that, oh, I filed, you know, three months ago, I haven't gotten anything, and you know, no unemployment benefits, and businesses close doors as tourism falters, and we didn't realize how much tourism brings in, and you know, it all trickles down, and people start eating us, they stop eating at the restaurant because they have no money, or they, the COVID concerns, or hey, we just cannot fit enough guys into our restaurants, they're closing these bars because, you know, as people get uh, get married and they get a little bit loose and they, you know, they're leaning on each other and everything else is going on. So, uh, but you know, businesses close their doors as these things go on. Indeed, we live in difficult times and they are with us. The hearts of our leaders, the world, and as uh, individuals question and ponder, what happens next? You know, we, we think that we're waiting for this other shoe to drop we waiting, we almost holding our breath, turning blue. Like you wanna tell the guy, hey, breathe, man. Because, you know, God is still on the throne. He's still in control. But unfortunately, you know, many people worship different kinds of gods and this little different, a whole bunch of little gods. And, uh, but we as a, or who are believers, children of God, we know where our hope lies. And the greatest thing is, you know, we can come and I can say I'm preaching to the choir this morning because I am, because I know where our hope is. But for us, even at times, we get a little squirrely. We get a little bit of anxiety and anxious thoughts, and we need the reminder. But for the non-believer, remember, folks, it could be a very, very scary time, a real time of testing for all, and, you know, believer and non-believer alike. And uh, Jesus himself, he would be tested. He knows exactly what we go through. And, you know, uh, we take a little diversion from Peter this morning, but we're going to go and uh, look at Matthew chapter 16. If you have your Bibles, you'd like to follow along with me. Matthew chapter 16. I'm going to read the first three verses. The Pharisees and the Sadducees came up testing Jesus and asking him to show them a sign from heaven. And he replied to them, when it is evening, you say, it will be, uh, it will be fair weather for the sky is red. But in the morning there will be a storm today for the sky is red and threatening. Do you know how to discern the appearance of the sky, but cannot discern the signs of the times? Jesus flips it right around back onto them. And, you know, he, he's asking uh, them the question, can you not discern the t signs of the times that we live in? The religious leaders, as well as many of the world today, guys, they love to question. You know, maybe they question you. Maybe they're asking you a question about this Jesus that you live for, who you live for, and who you speak to them about. But many in the world today, they love to ask those questions. They love to put you, <coughs> as well as the Lord, to the test and uh, this is the world, and you know the religious leaders. They, unlike uh, most of the people in the world today, they question and they have their doubts, and they want to put you to the test. And here uh, again, they came seeking a sign from heaven, and many today seek a sign or a quick fix to all the woes that they go through. 
Uh, some sincerely seek the Lord and, you know, praise the Lord for that because we know that many of us, we came through a time of hardship, a time where we were tested and where we came to the realization that, hey, we can't do it. Maybe it's this Jesus that these people have been talking about. Maybe it's this God, uh, the God of the Bible that, you know, these guys, they walk around with their Bibles and, you know, they have a glow about them. They look funny and they, they speak funny, but, you know, they seem to be a, have peace and rest. And many ask for that sign and uh, many sincerely seek the Lord. Others look for a genie in the bottle. You know that, hey, if God is God, if God is good, uh, maybe he'll fix this problem. Maybe he'll, uh, like I myself often say, I got to really scold myself because it, it really reveals a bit of my own heart. That, uh, you, you know, I always used to tell you guys, maybe I'll hit the lottery. <laughs> and see, that's the wishful thinking that, hey, if I hit the lottery, all this money, all, my, all the problems of the world will be solved. But not so. Uh, money only adds another layer of, uh, of problems of itself, but you know it, it could be good. But some worship it and some seek it uh, inordinately. But uh, uh, others, again, we think of those things as the genie in the bottle. He poses them a question regarding the weather, and if they're like some of our weather uh, casters, our weather forecasters, the, the standard answer is uh, being, "Oh, there's a 50/50 chance." There's a 50-50 chance. In other words, flip a coin. It could be, it could not be, but rain, wind, hurricane uh, forces, it's all within the cone of the uncertainty. Don't you just love that? For the last uh, week, we've heard that, the cone of uncertainty. And all of a sudden, uh, the, the, uh, all, the, all the, the greatest forecasters and all the greatest prognosticators, they say that the wind would die down and it would veer to the north and... Uh, you know, un unfortunately, uh, uh, it hasn't hit the mountains of the Big Island, Mauna Kea, and dissipated. And, you know, it went uh, north of the Big Island. And, you know, I think probably Maui is getting a bit of it now, according to the latest uh, forecast this morning. So, you know, from Maui, you know, it's headed our way. And, man, the, the cone of uncertainty sure looks certain that it's going to come right over the island of Oahu and then the island of Kauai. And, you know, over the years, we've been spared so many times by these weather occurrences, oh man, poor Big Island, they took the hit for us. Oh, poor Kauai, the eye of the Iniki went right over Kauai and they missed us. But now we're in that situation here where the greatest population center of the state of Hawaii, where all the homes are, where all the people are, we're in for a rough time, it could be. And you know, it's a, it's a time that, uh, we need to pray, and again, it's not only for our safety, but the safety of our neighbors and the safety of our community and the safety of the islands. The cone of uncertainty uh, has certainly become certain, uh, a certainty for, in, indeed. And he says in verse 4, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and a sign will not be given it except the sign of Jonah. You know, I want to say that, you know, as we speak about uh, Christians going through difficult times and hard times, uh, uh, the Christians really are trusting and believing in God. Sure, you know, at times we get kind of freaky, we get kind of uh, tripped out, and we, uh, our faith is tested, we grow weak and weary, and we feel the same anxiety. Uh, you know, we're f these fleshly people, and we feel those anxious thoughts. But yet, uh, you know, uh, ultimately we trust, we wait, we seek the Lord, and we rest on Him, knowing that, you know, again, uh, 
He truly is in control. And whatever comes our way, he gives us the grace uh, that we would be able to get through that. But he says here in verse 4, uh, uh, you know, we seek sign after sign, and no sign will be given except the sign of Jonah. And the sign of Jonah really being that he was in the belly of the beast, uh, the great beast for three days and three nights. And uh, 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 actually Luke, uh, Luke 11 has a little bit more to say on that. But we know that Jonah was out on the run from the Lord. And as Jonah ran from the Lord, uh, that great storm, that great tempest arose on the ocean. And that great storm of life, uh, the, the people said, hey, you're a Jonah, you're the bad luck, you're the one running from God. And into the drink he went and he was swallowed into the, the belly of that great beast. And like, uh, like Jesus who would go to the cross and be crucified, dying for each and every one of our sins, being buried and uh, arising again on the third day. The greatest sign of all time given for all mankind is the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, the signs of people falling over, the signs of people growling and barking and rolling around and swinging from the chandeliers. It's all good and fine. And, you know, uh, pe people get excited over those things. And some people get excited over those things. And some might be a little bit appalled, Christian and non-Christian alike. But uh, the greatest sign was the, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. No, no, no longer could death hold mankind. For all those in Christ Jesus, we have that resurrection hope that raised Jesus from the dead, that resurrection hope now dwells within the heart and the life of the believer. Fast forward with me to Matthew chapter 24. Guys, Matthew chapter 24, verses uh, 1 to uh, 2. Uh, uh, we're just going to be flipping through the Bible as I take selected portion of scriptures this morning and apply them to our world today. But Jesus came up from the temple and he was going away with his, when his disciples came up to point out the temple buildings to him. He said to them, do, not, uh, do you not see all these things? Truly I say to you, not one stone here will be left upon another which will not be torn down. And the Jesus and his followers came out of this magnificent temple structure, guys, glorious in all its opulence, in all its splendor, uh, a hailing monument to, to the builder, its builder, Herod the Great, who spent almost 50 years in the re uh, reconstruction of the temple and at great expense. He spared no expense to build this opulent structure uh, for the Jews, he said, but really I think he designed it to be a monument to himself. But uh, too bad, you know, because, uh, you know, he really treated the Jews uh, badly and, and he was considered a cruel and ruthless ruler for those, you know, over the, this area of Jerusalem and, 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 uh, and uh, uh, the southern kingdom of Judah. But in 78 uh, AD, guys, after months of holding, uh, holding uh, uh, Jerusalem in siege, the Romans holding uh, Jerusalem in siege, they breached the walls, destroying the city by fire, then tearing down the temple stone upon stone to retrieve the valuable gold that had been melted by the fire, all uh, flowing down through the crevices of the, 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 the stones and so on and so forth. But the word of God really coming true, that he says, truly not one stone here will be left upon another which will not be torn down. Uh, uh, I don't know how many of his followers remained at that time, but a prophetic word was fulfilled. Those who heard those words, they said, wow, I remember the words of Jesus, that he said that not one stone will be left 
standing upon the other. And, uh, you know, his word again fulfilled. Here he goes on, after he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, verse 3, the disciples came to him privately, saying, tell us what will be the things that will happen and what will be the, the, the sign of your coming at the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said to them, see to it that no one misleads you. And many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will mislead many. Uh, privately, we're told here that his followers came questioning him about the future events and the timing of these events. Uh, uh, they asked him, uh, what's, uh, what's coming down, Lord? And it's like, you know, you have a friend. You have a guy. He's a great teacher. You believe that he's the Messiah. So when you have a chance, you come and you grab a hold of him. And, you know, all the crowds are gone. Maybe it's the, the close uh, believers, the close disciples. And he says, what's coming down, Lord? He answered, and many, uh, many would come. Many would come as false gods and ideology. Many ideas would come into the world seeking uh, to grab the attention, the hearts, and the minds of the people. We have these many little gods that have come out, guys, and they come not in the name of God, not in the name of a religion, but they come as world thoughts and forces that seek to influence the minds and the hearts of people. Grab a hold of them. Uh, uh, Seek the God within. You are a God. You know, I, I think uh, Shirley MacLaine declared, you have the autonomy over life. In other words, you know, uh, you make life what it is. You know, uh, you, life gets tough. Pick yourself up by the bootstraps and go. You have the power within uh, to self-determine uh, the outcome of your life. You are a God. Uh, so do what feels right and what feels good. And, oh, my wealth is my strength. Many are like that. You know, they, they'll do everything, uh, wealth and power and so on and so forth. That becomes their great strength. That becomes their strong fortress. He goes on. He says that you'll be hearing of wars and rumors of war. See that you are not frightened, for those things must take place. And that is uh, not yet the end. For nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And in various places, there will be famines and earthquakes. Uh, Wars have been fought on an ongoing basis for many centuries since the, uh, since the Lord spoke these words, guys. But, you know, uh, uh, since 2015 and more recent time, Turkey, Iraq, Syria have battled what is called the Kurdish-Turkey conflict. Uh, with some 45,000 cumulative deaths, you think that, oh, that's not so, much, so many people. But, uh, uh, you know, it is quite a few people. It is quite a few deaths. And you think that this battle has been raging for the last uh, five years between uh, groups in Turkey and Iraq. And you, you think of, you hear, the, you hear of these people, the Kurds and the Sunnis. And what they are are religious factions in the nation themselves that are fighting against one another. And these little nations or these little kingdoms arise up in various places and the warfare is ongoing. In Africa, Somalia and Kenya battle with 500,000, half a million cumulative deaths since 1991. And the only thing I knew about a Somalian was that um, uh, I think in uh, Minnesota you have more Somalians outside of the nation of Somalia uh, than any place else in the world. And you know, in, in some of the small towns I understand that the Somalians after dark they come out and they take over and the people feel uh, very uh, uh, a little bit uh, uneasy with their presence. But, you know, these things of the Somalians and the 
uh, Kenya's battling uh, has has opened the doors for us, uh, you know, our liberal government. Hey, we want to bring all these people in until we see that hey, there's a lot of social economic uh, problems that comes along with this. In Africa, Algeria, Bur Burkina, Faso, Chad, Libya, Mali, Mauritania, Morocco, and Tunisia engage in an insurgency uh, is, uh, that's called the Majhad. 17,000 cumulative deaths, 2,900 in 2020. I think once you breach a certain number of deaths, you consider it a pretty major war. You know, uh, at least Wikipedia does. And you know, take it with a grain of salt because you know, you, uh, uh, in Wikipedia, many guys can add and subtract numbers and so on and so forth. But I think that this gives a little thumbnail of just in Central Africa, just in the Middle Eastern part of the world, there are a lot of warring factions that are ongoing. The, the, the greatest thing is maybe we, uh, we've heard about it, maybe we haven't. But most news channels uh, don't consider many of these conflicts newsworthy, especially when they're killing Christians in parts of the world, guys. They don't consider it newsworthy. You'll never hear about the perse pers persecution of Christians throughout the world. And, you know, that's been ongoing since the beginning of time, since the death of Jesus Christ. Uh, so, uh, we, we saw the first one, John the Baptist. We know that James, uh, the brother of John, was killed by the sword. We know that Jesus died on our behalf. We know that Stephen uh, was stoned by the Jews shortly after the death of Jesus Christ. And we know that, you know, it's been an ongoing conflict uh, uh, with the persecution of Christians uh, throughout all time. But, uh, but famine and earthquake, guys, they're ongoing. And we know more about it um, uh, because of the news. And a lot of times I think that uh, pri prior to the news reports and the good communication, uh, uh, earthquakes and uh, uh, tsunamis have been going on for many, many years. I know that uh, one of the Japanese, the local Japanese uh, travel, uh, well, one of the local channels, they feature a, a, a group that visits Japan all the time. And they showed actually the rerun of uh, the aftermath of the 2011 uh, earthquake and tsunami occurrence in Japan. And uh, it was kind of touching because the hostess, who uh, she's usually very vivacious and uh, looking for the opportunity to shine in front of the camera, was so uh, shocked because of the tremendous death and devastation that they witnessed. And, you know, we think that hey, things like this are ongoing, but they seem to be accelerating and more and more uh, we become aware because uh, we have the earthquake buoys and so on and so forth. But even uh, in the Pacific Northwest, they're so um, conscious of it along the coast and uh, Portland and, and uh, Oregon and so on and so forth. You see all the signs of tsunami danger area. You know, they're warning the people that hey, the big one is coming, the big one is coming. And uh, uh, we know about that, uh, the, the tsunamis, uh, or they used to call them tidal waves, I guess, back when we were kids. And uh, I remember my dad always saying that he says, if the water goes out and you see all the fish on the ground, don't go pick up the fish, run the opposite way. You know, that was always the warning. And I think my dad was living uh, uh, on the Big Island, you know, uh, during that time around the proximity of the big uh, tsunamis, or he was, uh, he was maybe he was in Europe when that big tsunami came in '46, I think. But um, 
you know, he was always conscious that hey, these things are, are can and will happen. And he, he knew about it because I think that he knew, you know, a lot of the devastation it brought. But look down here at verse 8. He says, but all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. See, Jesus, 2,000 years ago, he was predicting all these things, all these famines and these earthquakes and the rumors of war and the war and the rumors of war. And he was thinking about all these guys that would come saying, hey, I'm the God, follow after me. And, you know, whether you're Buddhist or Taoist or... Uh, the God of Joseph Smith or the God of the Watchtower, you know, many have been led astray. And many of the, the guys that we know, they're sincere, they're nice guys, but they, they got fed the wrong gospel. But he says that, you know, all these things are merely the beginning of the birth pangs. In, in other words, what uh, I, I wrote in my notes, I think we haven't seen anything yet what's coming down, guys. And this is the absolute truth. All we go through, all we've gone through is just a precursor of the things to come. And we as Christians, we, we tell each other that and we, we remind each other that, that these are just the small little occurrences that, are, uh, that are, are the preview of what's to come. It's like going to the movies and you gotta sit through all those nasty previews of the movies coming. And, and uh, I think that these things that we see are all the nasty previews of really what's to come in a, in a, in a, in a magnitude that we cannot even think or imagine. I want to tell you guys, go back to Revelation chapter 6 and start reading through the book of Revelation again. Uh, not now, not this morning, but when you have time, when you look at these sealed judgments and stuff like that, it's not a pretty sight. And uh, the, the more I tell you go back to Revelation, I want to go back to Revelation too because I said, wow, what a fascinating study. And I'm reminded that whoever words, uh, reads the words of this prophecy will be blessed. And, you know, we as believers, as we read the word, uh, the, the re word of Revelation with these eyes that the Lord has given us with a spiritual heart and spiritual eyes, uh, you know, he's going to bless us because we can see that, hey, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's got things under control and, you know, he's uh, got plans for our lives. Uh, uh, really, uh, uh, <laughs> here it is. I'm giving you the whole thing. But we, we, in Revelation 6, we find that period subtitled in my Bible as uh, uh, the rider on the white horse, uh, war, famine, death, martyrs terror you know these are all the entitled in my bible all these sealed judgments that are coming down the beginning of a time not known to mankind where worldwide people would be afflicted by your occurrences never before seen carnage destruction suffering beyond belief if we think that the people in indonesia and the people in japan suffered after the earthquake and tsunami uh, just think of this on a, on a worldwide basis that things like this are coming down. Fast forward to chapter, uh, verse 32 of Matthew 24. Verse uh, 32. Now he says, now learn from the parable of, uh, from the fig tree. When its branches put already, uh, its branches already become tender and puts forth its leaves. You know that summer is near. You know that uh, uh, his coming is near. The, the thing that jumps out at me is that word near, but again, we've said it before. Uh, 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 
We'll say it again that the rebirth of the nation of Israel after some 20 centuries of being a non-nation has now come to pass, guys. Never in the history of the world has a nation been rebirthed as the nation of Israel. Uh, Isaiah 66, 8 says uh, a, a prophetic word. It asks a series of questions in Isaiah the prophet. He says, uh, uh, who has heard of such a thing? Who has... Uh, seen such a thing can a land be born in one day can a nation be brought forth all at once and i want to say that i i, th I believe it's may 14th 1948 that a a, a a a nation was brought forth in one day a land is born in that one day who has seen such a thing and hey, nobody in the history of the world has something like that happened? Who has heard such a thing? We've never heard of it until this occurrence in 1948 with the rebirth of the nation of Israel. Israel literally born again to a living hope by the true and the powerful, the living word of God. The, all, the, all the answers to all the questions above is yes. Hey, we've heard such a thing. We've seen such a thing and you know, um, We've seen that a land was born in one day. We saw that a nation was brought forth all at once in one day. Uh, when you see these things, he says, recognize that he is near. He's right at the door. And if you ever uh, have a little bit of time and you have a concordance and you try and look up the word door, the word door is very interesting because we know that uh, uh, in uh, in Genesis uh, with Noah and the ark, the, the, there was one door on that ark and after Noah and all his family and all the animals went in, the Lord, it says, closed it behind them. He doesn't say he closed the door. He just said he closed it behind them. Everything else was shut out before the, the, the flood came, guys, before the judgment came. Uh, the answer is yes. When you see these things, recognize that he is near, right at the door. 34 to 38, truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day or that hour, no one knows, and not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. For the coming of the Son of Man will just be like the days of Noah, as it was in these days before the flood came. They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving a marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. Uh, even for us today here in the islands, guys, it was business as usual on the 4th of July. Did you see all the news reports? All the guys at the beach, all partying, all in the water, out of the water, around the barbecue. They were just hanging out, no masks, no nothing, you know. And uh, But people were eating and drinking just like there's no tomorrow. And I think that I got to venture to say that some of those guys who were at those uh, 4th of July parties were probably some of the ones that are testing positive today or last week. But Noah entered into the ark. Um, the event we wait for with great anticipation uh, is for the church, guys, the bride of Christ, to enter into his presence, to enter into his courts of praise with thanksgiving because we're going to be home with him. We're going to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. 
And you know, if you seek through the, through the Bible, we're going to know that the banner over us, his banner over us is love. And there's going to be great joy and great feasting and great parting. And we're going to be eating of this, uh, this aged uh, beef and all. You can hear about these aged steaks and so on. But we're going to have all of that, man. Uh, we cannot, uh, and, and, and it's no, no calories, not even low calories. No calories. We don't have to uh, worry about it. We're going to just enjoy and, uh, in the joy of the Lord. And there's going to be great feasting. And uh, uh, we're going to enter his gates with praise and with thanksgiving. And kind of like the worship here, guys. Sometimes you say that, oh, you wish the worship would never stop. And uh, I think that it's going to be constant. We're going to be in that state of worshiping in his presence, you know, with thanksgiving and with praise. And uh, it's a great thing. Uh, um, no more, hey, my knee is so, so I, I, uh, you know, I ain't dancing and this and that. But I think we're going to be dancing a jig for joy. And uh, I've often said that at uh, memorial services. I said that, oh, they're probably dancing a jig in heaven. They're so happy to be uh, out of uh, um, this body of uh, that, that's kind of decomposing. And <laughs> you know, you, I, of course you miss the guys. You know, you miss your friends. And you, you know, you miss your loved ones that have gone home to be with the Lord. You miss the fellowship and the camaraderie and the company. And you miss the twinkling eye of Pastor Chuck and, you know, the love he had for all. You know, he looked out at all the... He used to look at all the pastors like, oh, all my sons, you know. He used to look out. And, you know, even like Rao, he acts like a little kid uh, around Chuck, you know. Uh, but uh, again, uh, we can't wait to enter into his presence. 39, he goes on, and they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away so that the coming of the Son of Man will be. Uh, they did not understand, and much as today, the body of Christ, uh, 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 we understand, but the word, of, uh, the word of God denied by the godless until the judgment came. And sometimes it's too late. And you hate to think that it's too late. You like to believe and you like to think that God gives that, gives that one to the very last moment, that very last opportunity. And we've seen those miraculous workings of God that he just snatches them from the joy of, from the jaws of death. And very, on their deathbed, they... They're confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior and asking them into their heart, you know. You know, we've carried those guys down into the water to be baptized down there in Waikiki, just literally bags of skin and bone. Uh, they at death's, death's door and they're giving their lives to the Lord and saying, yeah, I want to be baptized uh, for the Lord. Uh, again, uh, judgment will come. 40 and 41, he said, there will be one, there will be two men in the field, one will be taken, one will be left. Two men will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken. One will be left. Speaking uh, now of the rapture, guys, the catching away of the church. And uh, 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 again, we wait for this. We wait for this. Uh, 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 everything is in place, guys. We could go at any time, any moment. The, the, church, the Lord could come and catch his church away. But, you know... Uh, we're always reminded the words of uh, Travis, Pastor Travis. He says, not until the last one is saved. And God is uh, not slow about his promise, but he desires that none would perish, but all come to that everlasting life. So, you know, he gives them the opportunity. But he says, therefore, verse 42, be on the alert for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. 
Uh, therefore, or, or because of this, guys, be on the alert. Uh, in verse 43, he goes, uh, uh, "Be, uh, but be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known what was time the, uh, of the night the thief was coming, he would have been on the alert and would have been, uh, not allowed his house to be broken in. For this reason, you also must be ready. For the Lord, uh, the Son of Man is coming in an hour you will not think he will. He says, uh, be on the alert. Be sure of this. Verse 44, it's be ready. Be ready. Guys, you know, uh, I know that uh, I think Wearsby has a series of books called Be Ready and Be on the Alert and so on and so forth. But, you know, he's taking it right from the word, the pages of the gospel message, guys. Be on the alert. Be sure of this. Be ready. You know, it's a call for we as believers to live in the, the expectancy of the coming of the Lord. Um, I'm trying not to go too long, guys, but 1 Thessalonians 5, Paul adds to uh, this. And 1 Thessalonians 5, he says in verse 1, Now as to the times and the epics, brethren, you have no need of anything to be written to you. He says, you know, in our hearts and our minds today, we have the thought, we have this knowledge, but it's, it's a reminder. Uh, we have God's word. And, and he's saying, uh, you have no need to be written to you. We already have it in God's word. But for you yourselves know well, uh, full, uh, full well, that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. You know, nobody's going to expect him, and nobody's going to think that, oh, oh uh, today I'm going to get up. I'm going to, you know, brush my teeth and wash my face and comb my hair, and I'm going to put on my clothes. I'm going to go to work. And... Uh, you know, we didn't get up with that thought that said, oh, Lord, you could come right now, you know. I don't know what we were doing, but we were talking about where we were when that uh, missile alert from North Korea came in. And, you know, I like, to, I like to almost proudly say that hey, we were at church praying when we got that missile alert. And, 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 and as people say, well, what are you going to do? I say, oh, we're just going to keep praying. Don't you, shouldn't you get away from that window? I say, oh, you know. Whether we in the window, behind the wall, not, it's not going to really matter. But, you know, we got to be ready. That was like, hey, we had uh, 20 minutes be, you know, before the inbound missiles came. And where we were at, and people were giving their lives to the Lord, and people were getting right with the Lord, and it's a great time. But, uh, you know, sometimes uh, with the coming of the Lord, we're not going to have 20 minutes warning. He's going to come. With that sound of that last trumpet, with the twinkling of an eye, hey, we're going to be caught up for him to be with all eternity, like that thief in the night. Others are saying peace and safety. Well, uh, uh, while, while the destruction will come upon suddenly like the labor pains upon a woman with child, they will not escape and uh, uh, you know, sometimes we labor long. Sometimes uh, we, the labor is very short. And uh, you think, what's the rush? And, you know, all of a sudden that kid is coming. And it's like the coming of the Lord. You, there's, there's nothing uh, will hold him back. And we want to be right. We want to be ready. And, uh, uh, but brethren, you are not in darkness that the thief would over that they would overtake you like a thief. We're going to end right here, guys. And I think the call, the reminder for us is that we are, we, we are awake. 
and wakeful. The rest of chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians is very interesting and very uh, inform, uh, in, uh, uh, informative and very insightful, guys. Uh, but uh, you, guys, you guys can read it uh, on your own. Uh, at a later time, but we're going to close the service today. Why don't we pray? Father God, we do want to thank you for the reminders you give us, Lord, and all the events of the day, all the events right around us, Lord, and all the events worldwide that we're not even aware of. We don't, some, some, some of the bad thing is uh, at times we don't even care what, what, what goes on. We just, uh, concerned about our own little kuleana, our own little thing, and uh, our own little uh, family. And that's a great thing, but the, the greater perspective is uh, uh, what you see and what you desire, Lord, and what you're warning us about, Lord, the impending uh, uh, catching away of the bride of Christ, your church, Lord. And we want to live in that expectancy. We want to live in, the, in, in uh, the anticipation that your return is imminent, Lord, and we want to just be reminded that the events around us, Lord, are just a small precursor, a little fore, forethought and, and foresight of what's really coming down, Lord. And in that vein, Lord, we want to take as many with us as possible, Lord, and help us to see and to pray in that light and in that vein, Lord, for the, the hearts and souls of many people, Lord, who are, are good people, Lord, many are good people just living their lives and not bothering and trying to be good, productive citizens, yet uh, outside of the love and the grace and the mercy and the, sa the saving grace of Jesus Christ, Father. So we do pray, Lord God, that you might pour out richly as you pour out the wind and the rain, Lord God, pour out your spirit. Uh, we're reminded that your spirit on the day of Pentecost came like a mighty rushing wind, Lord. May, may the, the wind of the spirit just touch many hearts and lives in these last days. We thank you. We praise you ahead of time for what you are doing, Lord, and what you will do in the future. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you that you uh, allow us to be a part of that, Lord. We're so privileged. Uh, in his name we pray. Amen and amen.